Hey, we're recording. Next episode. And uh, a little different. I uh, I think it's a full moon tonight. And I'm sitting in the backyard. And uh, Buddy's owners have some pretty fancy stuff. So we got, well, it's Arizona. So you need misters or misters or <laughs> swimming pools are, as a guy, a lot of people have to have a swimming pool. It's just, it's 106 out right now, folks. And it's, the sun's just going down. 106, 9% humidity. Misters are going. My son figured out the pump. It's like a thousand PSI squirting a little water out of these little nozzles. But it, it makes the uh, makes it very comfortable. And there's these bugs in the background. I don't know. You might be able to hear them. And a, a shout out to a listener who told me that last night's episode was very muffled. Um, I had... I lost some earbuds that I had them for a couple of years or a year and a half. And then I bought some new earbuds. And, um, but these are just basic earbuds. I don't know what the quality is going to be like. Um, and, uh, I haven't walked bud yet, but, um, I'm in cool down mode. This is where I, I get myself ready to walk bud. <laughs> okay. Cause it's, that's hot. It's 106. Who wants to be walking a dog? 106, especially if you haven't cooled down or jumped in the pool. So I'm going to do that for, it's been a minute and a half, just chilling here. I'm going to try to figure out, oh, Oma let the bud out the back door. Bud's probably, it's like, hey, you going to take me for a walk? Well, let me cool down a little bit more, bud. Um, yeah, buds. He's coming over to say hi. Yeah, butch. So, um... Maybe Bud knows that if I start the podcast, he should be he should be walking by now, right, Bud? Hey, is that, is that what that means? Podcast? You should be getting a walk. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do another dip in the pool and uh, turn the misters off because that's kind of a waste of water. But uh, yeah, misters. Just a little bit of uh, mist in the air. Yeah, I sound like Erston. What was that? Thurston Howell the Third on uh, Thurston Howell the Third from uh, Gilligan's Island or something. No, I'm just a regular guy in Phoenix. We we have pools and we have misters to stay stay cool. We need it. Okay, that was a three minute intro without walking the bud. I'll see if I can figure out anchor um Anchor FM, I guess it is, and and uh, restart this when I'm ready. Hey, okay. I did another dip. The moon is out. The air conditioners are on. Got a little bit of wispy clouds. Usually there's not a cloud in the sky here. Double checking to make sure the recording's going. We got some dulcet tones tonight, folks. Dulcet tones. Back to uh, a different set of earbuds. Hopefully these are working well. We got twilight. The sun is down. It's like 8:10, but uh, still light outside. And we notice these things, or at least I do, in Arizona. I, I, I don't notice them in other states. The geography just because it's we can see for miles out here. Sometimes you know, and the lightning coming in August is a fun display because you'll see lightning strikes like. 20 miles away. Pretty fun stuff. 
And tonight it's 106, maybe it's down to 104. It's a little early for bud. I felt pretty good in the water. Still a little wet in my hair, hair of course. And um, I decided to give bud a little pre-walk soaking. So he's, uh, he's, he's gonna get his uh, grooming next week and get his hair cut back real short. He looks like a different dog then, but he still walks the same. <laughs> but he's shaking his body now because he's all wet but he's got a he's got a big um a lot of energy right now i think he feels that evaporative cooling on his body and he's like hey what'd you guys do you cooled it off <laughs> he, probably, he probably doesn't think it's 106 out here he's like hey mike how did you turn to turn the temperature down it feels pretty good out here did you, are you air conditioning the whole state Nah, but it's evaporative cooling. All he knows is it's, he's not that, not smoking hot right now. <laughs> oh, walking the dog. So I, I have one listener that's listened more than once, I, and that's kind of funny because I'm like, well, what, what am I doing out here? I, and I, the muffled one. I mean, the key to a podcast is not only the voice, of course. I mean, you. If you, even if you have a great voice, if you have lousy microphone, muffled, what good is that, right? What, what good is the uh, muffled uh, mic? So hopefully this is better. Uh, I should, probably, theoretically, I should do quality control, but since I don't edit this thing, I just go with it and see where it, see where it leads. There's a car incoming cars with their uh, cooling fans going full blast um, pretty loud pretty loud so um, yeah so I don't edit these of course I don't edit them but um, you know a lot of people are they uh, my Irish friends that do the, the UK Irish Packers podcast I think Stevie D I think he's, he may record uh, 60 minutes, but he probably spends two more hours editing it down. I'm like, oh, man, you guys got to just wing it, baby. Um, and, of course, my theory is I can play anything at 2x if I'm interested. So even if you, in other words, if you, you record an hour and 20 minutes and you want to edit it down to 40 minutes, I mean, psh, dude, I'll just play at 2x. <laughs> anyway, uh, what's going on in the world? I mean, these are thoughts. Again, the 30,000 thoughts we all have a day. Um, they just go out into the, you know, now we just podcast them and you can listen to some of my thoughts. <laughs> are they worth it while to you? I think they're encouraging, equipping. That's, that's the whole purpose, um, to encourage people and, I, I think I was getting into some theological views, I guess you'd say. Um, a lot of social justice stuff. I, I learned what SJW was in the last couple of months. SJW is social justice warrior. And uh, yeah, it's not that I don't care about people. I just, I think 
telling other people to care about people is what is just so wrong. It's like, I guess the people who just are so caring about others that they feel like you're an idiot or just cold-hearted if you don't care about them too. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds so bad, but that's just that's just how my mind works. It's like I just uh, and it and I and I don't know if I'm guilty of what a pastor does which is I have an agenda and so I see in the Bible what I want to see and to me it's the witty whiffum or whimfum it's hard to pronounce what is that to you you must follow me so it's it's the we all have our calling and and it sounds when a when someone stands up on a podium and preaches that you know the I don't know, maybe I'm the only person that has these reactions. But I'm like, well, this guy's standing up in a podium talking to 500 people, and we all have a calling. It's like, well, I I recognize that your calling must be standing up on a podium and telling everybody they have a calling. <laughs> it's like, how do I relate to that? Tell me more. But they don't tell you. Then No one ever tells you more. They just want to tell you that you've got a calling and you've got this and that. So... I don't know. That's kind of weird. That's my thoughts. So preaching, I think uh, I think I did say that recently. This is all about the walk, walking. And maybe I didn't say this, but I just think I'm kind of thinking, maybe this is a lot like how Jesus did things with the twelve disciples. He just walked around, <laughs> sort of sort of one buddy. He had twelve buddies, <laughs> and just did stuff hung out, taught, just talked to people, just nutty, right? And now these, now we go sit in comfy benches with padded seats and listen to some dude talk to 400 people and telling us what this guy did 2,000 years ago when we can just read it ourselves. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty, obviously I'm pretty cynical. Man, there's a lot of road traffic tonight, man. It's 8 o'clock. What's going on, man? And uh, so we go to churches, or a lot of us do, and uh, you listen to them. And I kind of alluded to how I'm enjoying evaluating for the first time, kind of going, yeah, I like this one better, you know. I, I used to think, like, well... You know, the doctrine, the statement of faith, and all this stuff is really important, but I'm coming to believe that all these organized religions are just too into themselves. And they have to kind of promote themselves, I guess, to some extent, and believe that they've got it figured out somehow. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's different. Um, what was I reading today? Ephesians? I think I'm in Ephesians 5. And uh, some interesting stuff up front. The first few paragraphs. Again, about walking. Walking. And I, I was thinking about driving. How when you... I mean, nobody walks. And I should say very few people walk anymore. New York City, I guess there's a lot of people walking. You get on the subway... You get up above the street and you're hustling, bustling. And I guess there's a real uh, cult walking culture in Manhattan and New York City. 
but it's still, from what I've heard, it's like real intense anyways, and people are still kind of rude. It's not like, like what I'm doing here in a 104, 106 degree desert with uh, strange sounding birds flying by. Okay. Thank you. Yep. So, um, some bikes out here. Man, that's a wind. That's a warm wind. <laughs> it is hot, folks. I know I can't transmit temperature through the through my voice or through the podcast, but it is a warm wind. Um, but the walking, yeah, right. So, boy, uh, it's a funny bird. He's checking his chicken butt out or something. He wants to annoy him or something. But uh, we drive, especially in Arizona, um, a lot of places outside cities, spend a lot of time in a car. And I was thinking, you know, man, you can't really uh, focus when you're driving. You gotta, I mean, you can't think and, as much because you gotta pay attention to what's going on around you. Whereas walking, I think you have a lot more freedom to, um, not pay attention, I guess, obviously, because you're not traveling at a high speed and you're not worried about how much gas you have and just all kinds of things that go along with driving. So the walk, the walk, man, back in 2,000 years ago, that was it. That was, uh, that was how you got places. And... Uh, so there's a spiritual element to that walking, and um, that's what it is. So we have cicadas now. My wife pointed that out. The little bugs that make that noise for, for a while. I don't. I can't remember how long they're here for. But it's June like 27th, I believe. So like th- only three more days of June, and then we hit July 1st. So. So the way this Arizona thing, I'm starting to put it together after 25 years. It's like June 1st, it starts getting smoking hot, but it's still dry. July 1st, it starts getting more humid. So there's crunchy, crunchy, some dead leaves. Um, So July 1st, we should start getting pretty miserable. And I probably won't be able to enjoy my mornings in the backyard um, looking out over the desert landscapes and into the mountains nearby here. But that's, that's that. And I, I, I'm, I'm listening to a, a friend's podcast and, and she, uh, she had some neighbor noise or something where she lives. Or just, you know, city noises. And I just thought of that because there was an airplane flying by here. But it's pretty quiet out where I am pretty nice and uh, so we have it pretty good bud right bud especially when you have a job <laughs> so, yeah, I just got to keep this job it's a really good one and uh, keep working good health insurance need that right now so bud's doing his business and that means I got to do some work so um, this, maybe, you, I don't know if this mic picks it up. I'm ripping off a bag and I'm going to do my pickup duties because I'm such a great, great guy for the community. 
social justice. How can I bring how can I bring social justice back into this? My emphasis on social justice is that my version of social justice is that everybody's gotta pick up their dog crap. <laughs> that's uh that's a really important part of social justice. Pick up your dog poop. So SJW, Social Justice Warriors, they're, they're at it on Twitter. And, and uh, you know, Twitter's kind of fun because there's this guy who um, tweets a lot and he's an intellectual, so to speak, right? But the guy's like the master of the straw man argument. He calls out groups. I mean, this is one of my pet peeves. And I think we've—I think I've accepted it so much for my whole life, and I finally realized, wait a minute, who are these people that they keep talking about? There's no organization, like alt right, for example. Who, who, no, who's a member of alt right? I mean, you don't get a little card in the mail like, oh, I'm going to sign up for alt right, or even the religious right, for that matter. Well, what is the religious right? So if you go to church, and you vote. Uh, Republican, so that makes you a member of the religious right. No, it's just the whole thing is just a framework so that they can put people in boxes. And uh, there's this there's one new one that's going around in the the Christian thing called woke something, wokeness, W O K E, like the dude's woke or something. Woke, woke up. I have no idea what they're talking about. And uh, my favorite, one of my favorite. I was going to say my favorite, but I don't really have one favorite. So one of my favorites, German writers, is um, Victor Klemper. And he wrote a great book about the language of the Third Reich. So, you know, obviously (laughs) when someone thinks of the Third Reich, they don't think like, what's the worst thing about the Third Reich? It ain't the language, baby. (laughs) The The language of the Third Reich. That is not the first thing that comes to mind when people think of the evils of the Third Reich. But this dude's a, a Jewish guy. I love the guy, Victor Klepper. Married to a, a Christian uh, gal. And just fa- a weird thing, a Protestant. So, I mean, these, these Nazis people, and, th- and that's a word that's being thrown around today in 2018 in the U.S. of A. So stupid. Um, but the real Nazis back in the 30s, and 20s, but uh, they uh, they allowed Jewish people that were married to Protestants to stick around, <laughs> stick around. So he hung out in Dresden and was saved by the firebombing of the city. One of my favorite stories. As people say how awful the firebombing of Dresden was, and all these people died. But there was about 50, maybe 70 Jews that were like Victor Klemperer that used the opportunity to escape. So I just love that story. It's so awesome. So he lived on, and but he wrote a diary the whole thing, the whole time. And he's a literature professor, professor on top of it, so he's really into language anyway. But he'd read the newspaper, check it out. He just he knew that there was really nasty things going on. Just, I mean, how it's just it's just bizarre to me how he he just kept going on, and there were people like 
other Jews that they felt the pressure coming on him more and more, and he had to wear the star, the yellow Jew, Judah, J-U-D-E, Judah star, and the rationing and just being mistreated and a little bit of forced labor. He was like in his 60s, so um, it wasn't like he was being worked to death or anything, but he, uh, where, was I, where was I going with Victor? Oh, language of the Third Reich. So yeah, the, like woke. Woke is like this new word made up that some people are part of this group or something. Or, and woke. And I, it might have something to do with LGBT community. I don't know. But uh, the language of the Third Reich is how words are being used to manipulate the, 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 the readers or the, the general population to influence them, right? Influence people a certain way to, to agree with things. And uh, so, that, you know, basically that's what we have with the social justice warriors with some of their language. They, woke is a one of their languages. Um, I don't know, they got all these egalitarianisms and all this stuff. And if you, if you can't, if you have to make up words for stuff and then, you know, basically I think that people hide behind these fancy words and uh, when I wrote my first draft of a book, I kind of needs needs some refining, that's for sure. <laughs> but the comment from the reviewer, the writing coach, is like, "Well, Mike, you write you write kind of like conversationally, you know." And so, the, hopefully, that's a good thing um, because writing, I guess, academically is probably a bit sterile, a bit distant, a bit, a bit impersonal, a bit, uh, I don't know, like, like someone has more knowledge than you do and they're, they're, they're dishing it out uh, because they're so smart or something. So I, I guess I'm on a discovery tour and maybe that's why this, this the, the podcast is happening. One, I got to walk, buddy, anyways. And two, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, and I'm kind of tired of hearing everybody else yabber on. <laughs> and I'm not following a good principle. I just listened to a good six-minute podcast from my friend who um, was going to recommend courses and recommend um, all these things she's done for her business. And they're really interesting, I'm sure, and, and I can go look those up. I just uh, don't have uh, the business in mind, so to speak, yet. I don't have the vision for what that would be yet. And I'm not see. I'm, I'm going to keep doing my job, and I'm going to treat it like a side hustle. I love that expression. That's kind of a new word, right? The side hustle. And let that incubate. Let it go. Why be in a rush for it? Um, but I like being around people like my writing coach. I think. Um, She's been eye-opening for me to work on articulating my ideas. And I do have some pretty good ones. And I think they're uplifting. So we'll go with it. And hey, bud, what do you see? A rabbit or something in the dark? Bud, come on. I know you're having fun. You're probably warm already, though, bud. We should probably start heading back. Come on. I bet you're, you're evaporated like I did.
All that water's gone. Oh, bud. So, yeah, what else? Today, um, my wife has been interested in getting some alkaline water. So, like, um, 8.8, 9.5 pH water. That's the latest thing, like at Sprouts and different places. And, um, but they have these water ionizers where you can make the can make this kind of high pH water at home but of course you got to hook it up so I was underneath the sink which is the absolute most uncomfortable place to be to work on stuff especially when you're 6'5 like me so I'm stretched out on the floor and uh, trying to uh, yeah trying to get up underneath the sink and hook things up and you always get water leaks and everything too tubes and there's electronics and instructions and I got to read the instructions and got to look at this and that and blah 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 and finally got it together and I think it's working all right then I had the son try it out and he's playing around with it had a leak had to fix it had water everywhere but I think it's about ready now so we are going to learn how to make our own alkaline water and uh, see how that goes. We have real hard water here in Arizona, so um, that's a good idea. And, uh, but yeah, 6.5, getting underneath the kitchen sink, and it's up, it's elevated, so when you lay on your back, it's kind of arched, and you get pinched, and da-da-da-da. So I did that today, even though my team Germany lost today. What a bummer. South Korea, 2 nothing. Oh, the Germans possessed the ball 73% of the game, something like that. And they just couldn't score. I think if they just got one goal in the last 10 minutes, they probably would have won the game because they would have, like, changed their focus. But they were pushing so hard to get that stinking goal because... They were basically out for the first time ever, and that's Germany. So what's fun is I'm, I don't have a German name, so people really can't razz me for the Germany losing. So <laughs> I just, I'm bummed. They didn't even make the top 16, couldn't make it. So now I'm kind of pulling for Mexico. Why not? I mean, Germany basically was a, a factor in Mexico moving forward because if they had beaten South Korea, Mexico would have been out. So I'll go for Mexico as a, a team, kind of like Belgium, but I don't like the English. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want the English to, to get in there. So yeah, I'm kind of a Euro snob, so I'm more like mainland English. I, because I worked with these English guys for so long and they took the piss out of me so much that, you know, they just love to make fun of Americans. And, um, one of my graphs I'd like to make sometime, probably be a good seller, is uh, the, the English empire over the years and how they, um, they got, they rose, maybe they were a peak in the 1940s and then lost uh, India. That's a pretty big landmass. India but uh, yeah so the English Empire got real big and then started shrinking and uh, uh -oh. hi 
we had a different growth spurt. Oh, hi. There's a big dog. It's okay. okay he's All right, Bud's friendly too. Okay. <laughs> he might bark, but he's still friendly. Okay. Oh, Bud. <laughs> sniff, sniff, sniff. All right. right. Okay. All right. Have a good night. You guys met. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, where was I on that? Doggone it. Rewind. Where was I in my, my mind? Oh gosh. World Cup. English. Oh yeah. The, the curve. The graph. My favorite graph in my imagination. So the English Empire grows, grows. They lose India. They lose Hong Kong, which isn't really that many square miles. But they kept shrinking. And the United States, they did, they had a run from like 1776 to uh, the present day, but they really took off when um, the um, um, astronauts landed on the moon. Because I'm going to give the whole surface area of the moon to the United States. <laughs> Say that's, that's the United States property, baby. It's not really, but it's just a funny little graph, right? To show that uh, two things. We got a lot more land now than the <coughs> English. <coughs> Although they probably claim Australia and uh, Canada, which are pretty dang big. But the moon, I think, tops them all as far as square miles. So we'll go with that. And um, a timeline. Plus, yeah, the English, they, they, they smoke some team like 7 to 1 already. So we'll see. They'll probably do well. They'll probably play tomorrow. And uh, But Belgium's in their Division 2. So that should be a good game, Belgium and England. Imagine they're playing each other. And I'll watch the World Cup. I wasn't sure after Germany got bounced out if I would keep watching it. But I think I will. And I speed watch teams that I don't really care. What speed watch means I... Um, I, I put it on fast forward like two or three X and just focus on the score. And when it, when it goes zero, zero to one, zero, I just stop it, rewind it, see how they scored. And then I, then I go speed watch again until it goes one, one or two nil. So I, I've watched three soccer matches, which normally would be like six hours almost. I've watched that in 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a highlight film, but it's different because you're in control of it. Like you could just wait for ESPN or somebody to um, do the highlights for you, but why not do it yourself? I mean, it, and that's what a podcast is too. We could listen to uh, talk radio, but shoot, to make your own, <laughs> make your own talk radio. Maybe somebody, somebody knucklehead will like it. It's there's seven billion people on the planet, folks. So um, I think I've heard some of these online people say you don't need to entertain all seven billion people. Just you know, a few hundred thousand people would be pretty, uh, pretty big community of people and uh, impactful. So, so I've seen there. I and this writing thing, I, my journey, so to speak, because I was reminded by this podcast I listened was how I got started. I thought, oh man, I want to write a book and I got these ideas and I don't know how to do it. 
and there's this thing called Scrivener. It's like a computer program for writers, apparently. So I'm like, all right, I'll get Scrivener. And there's a guy, I, I caught some advertisement for Scrivener. And, and um, the guy would like, for like $1.99 or something, he you would get a course and do videos. This is a couple years ago. Courses are still probably real popular. They're probably going to keep growing. But, he, you know, he... Uh, convinced me to do that and I, and I did find it useful maybe it was, it was probably worth 199 but it was it's not going to help me write a book <laughs> so so I learned scrivener but I and I probably you know and it sounds impressive cuz it's it's like to me my analogy and it's it's a good one it's just like excel it's like an excel spreadsheet so some of you may know excel and it's like you start excel and a blank page opens up and you're like, okay. And you have to take a course or something to like get you the basics. Like, oh, you mean if I click on this cell, like A10 and in A, A12, I say, take the number in A10 plus the number in A11, it'll add it up for me, cool. And then I can just go change the numbers and it'll automatically recalculate. Oh, magic. So Excel is very powerful. It has lots and lots of cool features to it. But, you know, I probably spent 15 years messing around with it. So I kind of know how to get Excel to do what I want it to do. Am I a master at it? No. But am I pretty damn good at it? Yeah. Do I care? No. <laughs> it's like a tool to get me to, to do what I want to do. And that's probably analogous to Scrivener. It's just, you want to write a great book. You want to have a book that is interesting, meaningful, impactful, that people can, you know, engage with and go, I get it. I, this guy is communicating. He's saying something that, you know, resonates. The old, the old word resonates with someone, right? And, and probably comes to the, the Holy Spirit because, like I said, no, no one's really articulated a what is this Holy Spirit thing? So maybe that's just the resonating thing. So we're just going to be stuck resonating with one, one another when we kind of get closer to understanding the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and, and that's a good thing. That's okay thing. And uh, on a podcast, I'm not getting any feedback from the audience, like no facial expressions going, boy, are you, are you a whack job, Mike? No, nah, I don't care. I'm just, I, I'm listening to the coyotes right now. They must have got a, a rabbit. So, coyotes. Bud's checking out. He's like, ooh, they got a good meal, those coyotes. <laughs> so, so um, well, shoot, where was I going? Um, yeah, Scrivener. So I took, spent the money in the course, and I think the dude's, like, done really super well, and he's probably... I think he's scrambling to find like the next course um, to do. Good dude. I've kind of tuned out on that because what I found from this writing coach, it's all about adding value. So I'm just amazed at how she adds value. I'm like, this is a mystery to me. I, you know, if I, if my book finally gets published and I, it's, it's on me, I got to do some work, but 
and I'm, I have to thank her and her team and everybody because they they kind of have patience with me, right? I mean, it's not like, dude, go write your book. It's kind of it's kind of like a cool thing that she's doing. It's like, well, you got a message, you know, you work it out in your time. And she's not a book publisher, like the hardcore thing, like, you know. Well, we and and that's how the traditional publishing was. It was like, well, we need to get so many books in here, and these authors and they're tough to work with. Authors are weird in particular. We're not going to work with this author because they're too difficult and it's going to take too long and blah blah blah. She's just like creating her own new business, and I hope that her her long-term publishing goal might be to make that company as as, why not be as big as the traditional, over, overtake it, the traditional one? Why not? I mean, that would be cool to me. It's like, well, this is how we work. Because she's kind of dealing with people that have very unique stories and they just want to get them out and they don't have an idea of how to do it. Of course, then I think like, well, shoot, everybody's got a story, so everybody should be writing, writing a book. <laughs> and why not? I, I don't know. I haven't. My, I started one of my parts of this journey in my book is reading this guy named N.T. Wright. The dude is like this English guy, professor, Ph.D., minister. The dude, and he let us talk about, you know, we're probably, he and I are probably very similar. I don't know if we were both in the... If we sat down to have a conversation, I don't know who would get more, the most words in. I'm sure that I would start out slow because that's my style and and ask a lot of questions and let him just go with it because that's, that's what I do. But uh, I might get bored with his bullshit and then just start piling on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but we all have bullshit, right? And I'm a little bit pissed at Nigel Lambert. So another reason not to like the English. Nigel Lambert. Fuck that guy. Excuse me. Um, so go Belgian tomorrow, beat England. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, N.T. Wright. So he writes this massive book on Paul, and I'm like, I've been interested in Paul, and I have my reasons to be interested in Paul. And I started reading this guy's book, and he's going into all this uh, oh, second temple Jewish beliefs at the time, and you know, he's, he's got this 1,600-some page book on Paul. And um, <laughs> I got about, I think I'm like 14, 15% of the way through it. I don't know, man. It's like really long. And I just like had to stop because I've got to work on my own book and uh, just do my own writing. But I'll, I'll, maybe I'll get back to that again. But I haven't been, the, the reason I brought it up is I really haven't been reading a lot. So even if, even though... Everybody has a story and can make their own, write their own book. It's some people need to read them, right? <laughs> but maybe that's just seasons of life. You know, you go through seasons of writing, seasons of reading, and uh, I'm kind of in a season of writing, even though it's not going quickly. But I'm chilling because the coach isn't pressure on me to meet a deadline or anything so we haven't entered that deadline phase yet and that's probably a good thing not to do that yet so. um yeah
what else? So Germany lost. That was a bummer. Went to the gym, working on my weight. Um, personal trainer is an interesting concept. Never had one, never done that. It's kind of like coaching now. Um, coaching is probably an underrated thing. And it's just, since I'm so cheap, I uh, haven't figured out how to work these things into my schedule. Of course, it helps to get paid, have a good salary and a good job. That helps. And you can afford to get <clears throat> coaching and things. But I'm going to give it a try. What the heck? I got um, 60 pounds of body fat on me. I'm 27% BMI. So I got to. I used to like to run. I still like to run. My knee's a bit shaky. So I'm working on stabilizing exercises. I'm going to go once a week to personal trainer, get some more complicated um, exercises that work on stabilization, and maybe I can get my knee to the point where I can run again. It's not exactly a fun time to run in Phoenix when it's so hot, but... Uh, September and October will be here before you know it. And at the moment, I can run on a treadmill in air conditioning and with a fan at your back blowing air, cold air on you. So that's not so bad. So we'll give the uh, personal trainer thing a go. My, my assessment like a week ago or whatever was 60 pounds of body fat. They're like, let's lose 20 of that. So course yours truly is crazy brain crazy crazy analogies like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna deliver twins <laughs> two ten pounders baby I'm gonna deliver some twins in nine months um, see if I can get rid of 20 pounds of fat and uh, maybe 10 pounds of lean muscle get that metabolism up and burning. So I learned something from these folks. And it's discipline and it's going. So I think I'm going to do that. And I'm pretty sober because of the cancer. So, you know, whoa, barking dog. We're almost home. And uh, so, yeah, um, I hope this podcast was which with much better microphone and much more pleasant to listen to and full of some laughs. So my friend, uh, she didn't come out and name any podcast. I was hoping that she'd say like, well, really, my, my currently my favorite podcast is the uh, Buddy's Arizona Schnoodle Walks. That's like number one on the podcast charts, you know. So I think Rob Bell might like it. It's a little different. I'm a little, I'm different than Rob, but I heard him mentioning that he walked his dog at least. So he knows about walking a dog. He does his podcast in what he calls the back house. The back house. That's where he does them. But I do mine. I do it while walking. Walking the bud in Arizona, where Rob's wife's from. 
and it's hot and it's probably a full moon and the air conditioners are running so it's 78 degrees inside the house feels comfortable inside the house and it's not too bad out here after we uh, walked so so with that I'm in the backyard back where we started and I will end this thing when I as soon as I figure out how to turn my phone back on there it is all right cheers everybody go Belgium